This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on this Thursday. Just got done checking out SMU football practice. Just posted our notebook on Pony Stampede. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm not really going to give you much of anything outside of the fact that SMU looked a lot more energetic and ready to go than it did on third. Uh, excuse me, than it did on Tuesday when they had a real sluggish practice. And the reason is, is we've been the only media company out there the last two days getting you guys notes, getting you guys interviews, and we're going to drop those interviews on the site over the next day or so. Uh, talked to three players. Sonny Dykes was chilling with uh, Bill Armstrong and Paul Lloyd, so I left him alone. Um, and we talked to Jim Levitt on Tuesday as well. Um, so this is a good time to remind you guys that for just a buck, you can subscribe to Pony Stampede for your first month. Check it out. No one else is out there as of now getting practice notebooks and notes for you guys. So look, it's a tough life, but we're doing it for you guys. So be, be sure to check out our practice notebook and our interviews and all of those things. And we've got plenty more tidbits um, to come as really SMU hits the home stretch. Uh, they'll have... Uh, another scrimmage this weekend that's closed to um, the public. I believe they're going to do a scrimmage, or at least they'll have another Saturday practice, but that'll be closed. And then uh, a week from tomorrow, they're going to have an open practice at Ford Stadium uh, for um, people to come out and watch them again um, and and get a chance to look at them. And, and that'll really be their spring game. And, and then they'll have two more practices after that where they kind of reassess and, and look at things and try to make corrections. Uh, and then that'll be it for spring ball. And it's kind of flown by. So what we're going to do a lot of over the next week or so is really uh, kind of make early grades, early early notes on, on who's standing out, who's made a move. Um, and then by the time spring ball ends, we'll come at you guys with some VIP depth charts and things like that with how things are stacking up and some other takeaways from spring. But let's jump into uh, some recruiting this episode. And I wanted to do that because official visits are beginning to get set. And there's a uh, quite a group of SMU official visitors already. Uh, and there's five that I really wanted to break down for you guys. Uh, and we're going to do that on the podcast. And then uh, we'll drop the tidbits on the other guys that are set to come in and and really um, you know bring you guys the goods, I guess. And I want to start with uh, the offensive linemen because that's the group uh, that they're uh, bringing in, uh, you know, really early as of now we'll see and, and there are probably official visitors that are set and things like that that we just haven't heard about just yet so we'll continue to update you guys uh as the summer gets going um and and bring you guys those on the site for our vip subscribers and then recap them and do all those things like we normally do but let's lead off with the offensive linemen that are set to come hit campus this summer uh, because it's a good group and honestly if, if i'm looking at SMU's offensive line recruiting, it's their top guys too. So that's a big plus for SMU as they're set to get this trio uh, on campus. So let's begin with really a longtime target that just about everybody knows about when you're, when you're talking about SMU recruiting. And if you're a real recruit, Nick, I guess, covering, uh, following it on the site. 
Dallas Jesuit offensive tackle Matt Craycraft is going to be on campus. And catching up with him, you can really tell that SMU's in a good spot right now. And not to give away too much from our interview with him, but uh, he was on campus to take in SMU's scrimmage on Saturday. And and he was there to watch his former teammate, Branson Hickman, um, you know, do his thing. And he's making a big move this spring. And so uh, Duke and Maryland are two other schools that I'm hearing that have a lot of, uh, I would say, a good deal of momentum with Matt Craycraft right now. SMU's hoping that they're going to be able to get him uh, over the finish line and and to kind of over over you know to to simplify it. I mean, this is a guy they've been recruiting for a long time. They've got great ties to the coaching staff with Brandon Hickman, the head coach, being Branson Hickman's dad. Uh, they, they're recruiting his teammate and defensive back, Robert Fitzgerald. Um, there's a lot to like about where SMU stands entering the summer, but here we go. Will the, will the push to go to a Duke or a Maryland be too much for him to end up staying close to home and playing for SMU? This is going to be a big, big visit. He's a pretty talented prospect that they're really high on and have been for a long time. SMU is pretty methodical handing out its offensive line offers. So for them to get Matt Craycraft on campus and get him locked in for an official visit, that's huge. So uh, that's the one I wanted to lead off with. And then uh, I'll go with Jacob Waller, another local prospect out of Arlington High, who, I mean, if, if I am handicapping the offensive line recruiting right now about who I feel the best about, it's probably Jacob Waller because just talking with him when he said his official visit, which by the way, coincidentally came right after Jahari Rogers, the Florida defensive back transfer committed to SMU. He said that he's really hoping that it, 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 it has the feel that he's looking for and, and has the feel that he wants it to. And you could tell he's hoping that SMU impresses him just as much as he wants it to. And maybe that makes the decision easy for him. And he ends up jumping on board. Uh, that he's starting to stack up some other offers. Just in the last uh, you know, week, he's picked up Tulsa, Tulane, Texas State. Uh, he's, he's somebody that they've gotten more and more information on. And SMU is really uh, the first to offer and got on board with him in, on March 3rd. Since then, Army, North Texas, Navy, and others. Uh, it's really uh, been a recruitment that's starting to pick up the pace. Again, um, SMU sits in a really, really good spot here. So I think that we'll, uh, as we're following these official visits, Jacob Waller is one that I feel really good about right now if I'm SMU. Now, we move down the list and Ridgepoint High offensive tackle. And this one, if you're, if you're a... Uh, you know, a an old school offensive lineman type of person, uh, Calvin Harvey, 6'8", 328 pounds. Uh, he's got an official visit set for SMU. An, another uh, prospect who's really started to pick up uh, recruiting steam here as of late. A lot of out-of-state offers, but it was SMU first. Houston then pulled the trigger right after that. And it's SMU right now that has at least, uh, from what I can tell, the lone official visit locked in for him right now. He's a prospect that... I mean, he could probably end up playing tackle, but he fits that mold of a big mauler inside that SMU's kind of coveted, I think, as they recruit um, new offensive linemen into the program. Um, and and he doesn't look bad for 6'8", 328 pounds, and that's verified too. So uh, a big, big dude who's going to be coming in for an official visit that June 17th weekend as well. Now, this is where... It gets into the big boy kind of recruiting in a way. You know, SMU obviously battling some power fives for Matt Craycraft, but I'm talking about 
uh, some some serious power five level competition here. And it's that final weekend of June. Um, and, and that's when Matt Craycraft, coincidentally, is going to officially visit as well. But it's it's uh, Michael Abuka no Kiode out of Rowlett, the defensive end, who's currently crystal balled to Oklahoma State uh, and has an official visit lined up with them, as well as Kansas State. But SMU is going to get the last one. And then there's Arizona State, Baylor lurking around, and they're trying to set an official visit with him. Ole Miss offered, Florida State just offered this month. So there's a lot going on in his recruitment, and he had a really nice showing at the Under Armour Dallas camp. And so uh, for uh, SMU, chasing after the 6'4", 220-pound defensive end, uh, this would be a big, big weekend if they can get him there and they can make their push because Chidira, uh, uh, excuse me, Chidira Uzo Deribe has been recruiting him since Kansas. He was actually the first to offer him uh, when he was at Kansas, and now that's what SMU is kind of hoping for uh, is, is that they can you know play off of that early offer and say, "Hey, we believed in you, and now can we get you to stay close to home and 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 join." A room that still needs a lot of pass rushers. I mean, if you've been following on Pony Stampede uh, and and following uh, the the practice updates and and uh, our previews and all those things with what SMU is looking for the most, they need pass rushers. They need defensive ends, and it's a premium position. Everybody needs a pass rusher, and uh, he really showed well at that Under Armour camp. He had a good junior season. He's somebody on the rise, and. Um, you know, that that's the thing that SMU really likes about him. I mean, I see him kind of in that Nelson Paul type of mold. You know, he's he's got more size than Nelson Paul uh, for sure, who's, who's kind of a little sawed off there at 6'1 or so. Um, but between, you know, Nelson Paul and kind of Gary Wiley, Toby and Duckway type of player, this is, uh, this is somebody that I think SMU would get an absolute, um, I'll call him a steal. He's highly recruited enough not to be. But, you know, rated, you know, in, in the mid to high three-star range, I think he's somebody that could be an instant impact type of player off the edge for SMU. And that's why his official visit is so important because he doesn't want to take his uh, recruitment into the, into, the, uh, into the fall from what I hear. So uh, they'll get the last crack at him. They're going to hope that that's enough. Uh, Oklahoma State obviously has a good bit of confidence there uh, with his crystal ball reading on the Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, SMU is making waves there. They had him on a virtual visit as of late. Um, and if you missed the you know update on uh, that visit from us, you can go to his profile page, uh, Michael Abuka and Okioide, uh, and, and check that out. Finally, and this is big on another sense because SMU right now, I would bet you, isn't going to take many wide receivers in this class. And they might only take one. And... Matthew Golden is out of the Houston area, Klein Kane High, uh, really, really, really good wide receiver um, and, 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 you know, can return the ball uh, as a punt returner as well. For 43 receptions for 1,027 yards and seven touchdowns, uh, he really did some damage uh, as a junior. Obviously didn't, you know, put it in the end zone as much as he did as a sophomore, but he was much more big play this year. And SMU has been really prioritizing him in a big way. Uh, and he's somebody who's right on the verge of being a four-star prospect. He's an 89 on 24-7 sports, number 55 wide receiver in the country, number 47 overall prospect in Texas. And here we go. SMU-TCU battling again for a wide receiver. Can SMU 
land Matthew Golden? That's a big question for this wide receiver class. I would bet SMU is saying, hey, odds are you're going to be our one wide receiver in this class. You know, you look at it and they got Jordan Curley to transfer from Arizona State to come in. Uh, they they are going to pretty much return their entire group in all likelihood outside of Reggie Robertson uh, after this upcoming season. And SMU versus TCU, I mean, as of now, who's going to put together the better offensive performance? I would bet SMU. But TCU obviously has the Power 5 pull. They're in Texas. They've managed to beat SMU on some some wide receivers. You know, Savion Williams comes to mind. Um, but SMU did beat them for Danny Gray, flipped them away from the Horned Frogs. And SMU, I think, certainly got the, the really good end of that uh, deal in all likelihood. But TCU does have him set for a June 11th official visit. SMU has him on that last weekend of June. And then Wisconsin is making a big play for him as well. Uh, they are uh, working on, an, on a virtual visit and then trying to get him up there for an official visit. Uh, so Wisconsin, another program that, again, uh, Joseph Manjack ended up flipping to, at, you know, one of the many schools he committed to uh, during his process last year. Um, but Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Colorado, Arkansas, Kansas, uh, those are really uh, some of the programs that have been talking to him the most. Arkansas, Houston, TCU, and Wisconsin are are really on him hard as well. Um, so that's one where he might be playing it a little bit more low-key, um, but he does want to make a decision before his senior year with SMU holding the last official visit. Again, can they win this battle? It'd be um, a feather in David's Gru's hat without a doubt. Um, you know, they did a good job, you know, getting some of these transfers, getting some of these other, you know, highly touted guys like Dylan Goffney. This kind of reminds me of that recruitment a little bit with some of the power five offers he has, but just hasn't, isn't as highly rated as, as uh, Matthew Golden is right now. SMU is looking to land Matthew Golden. He's a huge, huge, huge priority for SMU. We'll see if that final June weekend they can get him on board. But hey, that's about it for us on the Pony Stampede podcast. But I do want to say, you know, shout out to uh, SMU basketball. They landed a, a Serbian forward uh, this week in Stefan uh, Todorovic. Uh, he actually played out for pr- prolific prep this year. Uh, in Napa, and he's really, really good, in my opinion. Uh, can shoot the the cover off the basketball. If he's a legit 6'8", I mean, I would probably beg to differ on that. He's probably more like 6'6". I always say if Ben Moore was listed at 6'8", and ended up being at 6'6", uh, and almost 6'7", at the combine, you know, there's probably not many guys that are a true 6'8", when they're listed at that. But still, spot-up shooter, um, really had a strong year for, for prolific prep coming over from Serbia and fitting in. Uh, with the American game, and he's going to have to improve defensively. He's going to have to do that. Um, but you know, SMU did beat out a, a lot of quality programs uh, to get him to reclassify and 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 join the team for the 2021 season. So big credit uh, to Jay Duncan being the lead recruiter there for him, um, and then Yogi as well, uh, SMU's um, off court assistant who really stepped up recruiting him. That was a good land for SMU. The basketball team coming together a little bit with with some of these additions. We'll see how most of them really kind of elevate their game uh, to the to the uh, AAC. You know, you've got the Weathers brothers who are coming in, having to make a move up. Zach uh, Natal having to make a move up. You know, how does all that work out? Um, but overall, I mean, they are putting some pieces together that at least give you a little bit of optimism, especially if Kendrick Davis comes back. But um, we'll see kind of how they address the front court. They need to continue to do that, um, even with your and, a and 
and Isaiah JC um, being the guys that are uh, coming back for SMU right now. They still need to address that front court, in my opinion, uh, in a big way. So we'll continue to track the basketball side of things for you guys as they build this roster. But did want to give them a shout out. That's kind of, I would say that's how it's done. You know, you you get a guy who you can get to, you know, reclassify and move up. And uh, you kind of, you know, he, he said he wanted to reclassify and do all those things. But, you know, college basketball is kind of weird sometimes. So for them to get him across the finish line and do that, uh, and announce him pretty quickly. That's that's big time. So good land for SMU. We'll see if he, you know, pans out. Obviously, but uh, on the surface, somebody that's probably going to end up being a top 150 prospect on 24/7 Sports. So good land by Tim Jankovic and Co. Stefan Todoro, Todor, Oh my gosh, Todorovic. I just said it uh, well earlier. So with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you catch your podcasts. Keep it locked on PonyStampede.com. We'll have plenty more from SMU Spring Ball as um, the spring continues to unfold. So until then, guys, uh, keep it locked on Pony Stampede and hope everyone has a great weekend. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.